Hey everybody, it's Travis here from Everything and Nothing. Hope everybody is doing well and had a good week. On to the weekend, on to the next. So, as you all know, earlier this past summer, the one and only Aaliyah, um, had it had been 20 years since she passed, uh, and you know, usually when it comes to famous people or just people in general, I I personally don't like to always focus on when they passed away and how long it's been since they passed away. I don't like to memorate that, if that's the word, as much as I like to memorate when they've been born and what they did when they were alive. I like to celebrate their births and stuff. Like, that's my thing, more so than when they passed away. So... It being 20 years since she passed away is not something that I usually would have spoken about. I only am speaking about it because it's also been 20 years since her last album. The Red Album or the Aaliyah Album, as it's technically called. Um, So, because of that, I am going to speak about it. And its impact that that album and her passing had on me personally. So... Let's dive into this reflection of the Leah album. The Leah album was released July seventh, two thousand and one. Um, I don't even remember the day it came out. Honestly, what I do remember, however, is when "We Need a Resolution" came out. I was in school, elementary school. No, elementary school. God damn it. I'm making myself uh, younger than I am. I was in middle school, actually. And I remember hearing the song on the radio for the first time. And I thought to myself, oh, no, this is not Italy. Like, I really didn't like, like the song at first. It took me years to love this song. And I I really didn't like it. I was Until I saw the video. The video made me like it a little more. But the song itself still took years for me to like. And uh, I was like, I hope this song does well because this sound isn't for her. For me, it wasn't for her. And I was like, this is it's very new and different for her, but I really did not like it. So, but I was going to get the album, of course, and I was hoping that it would be successful. Um, I never bought the album until I got it on my birthday that year, I think. And of course, by then, Leah had passed away. And so it felt, uh, I don't want to say, because I, I really didn't get it because she passed away, because I know it probably sold more because of that. I really planned on getting it anyway, but it just looked like, you know, when you buy something after someone passes away, or in a situation like this in general, with just anything, I hate for it to look the way it looked, but it, it wasn't why I got it, I promise. Um... I already planned on buying it because I was a fan, of course. So it just so happened that I got it then when I got it. Um, because the albums that I listened to that year that I was mostly into was Destiny's Child and Janet. I that's Those are two albums I really looked forward to getting that year. So those are the albums that I focused on. But I still loved Aaliyah and I still listened to the subsequent singles. Um... Rock the Boat specifically um, really made me interested in the album because I didn't think that was her when I first heard it. 
And I was like, this is Aaliyah? Oh, wow. And then that made me go, okay, well, now I really have to get this album. Because here she is with another song that sounds nothing like the previous song. Um, More Than a Woman ended up being my favorite song of hers. And I'm not even sure if that came out before she passed. I think it, it came out after she passed because the song that came out when she passed was Rock the Boat. Um, so yeah, and at this time in my life, when I first heard Reading the Resolution, it was our last year living in a house that I grew up in. And we moved that summer, uh, specifically like three weeks before the 25th, or like a month or two before the 25th. Yeah, and I had three weeks left of summer, that's what it was. It was three weeks left of summer, and I was staying with a neighbor of ours because... I want to go back to the neighborhood, and they let me stay with this neighbor who was like our family friend, and and plus my best friend still stayed on the block, so I was able to spend more time with her before I had to go back and, you know, to my dad's house and whatnot, and so that summer, uh, we had more time together and whatnot, and when I was there at their house, um, my family friend's house, that's where I learned about Aaliyah passing, because they told me when I was there. So it was a very weird time. And then plus I was um, already, I know it sounds stupid, but when you grow up in a neighborhood and your childhood home is like no longer your home, you're, as a kid you're heartbroken. So as a little, how old was I? A little 12, 13 year old I was. I was very sad that um, we were leaving our house home, that I grew up, our house home, <laughs> our childhood home. <laughs> That we grew up in and that I love so much. So that made me sad. And then her passing made it even sadder, uh, if that makes sense. And it just felt like, oh, my God, what's going on in the world? That's really how I felt. And then what made it even worse is that September 11th happened after that. And I was like, oh, Lord, the world is ending. So, like, everything in a few months, like, when you're a kid and you have that much change happen, it, it, you, it feels like the ground is not underneath you you really do and then you still have to go to school that's when I started a new school year because it was September so you know school year started in September so I had to start a new school year then I had to and then at the thing at the and that time um was it um a new school and a new school year or was it just new school no it was just new school year it was my last year in my middle school so then you're finna go into high school, and then you're dealing with September 11th happening, and then an artist you grew up with since who passes away, and then you're moving into a new house. So it was just a lot at, a, <laughs> at the same time. And then you have to go to school and get good grades and not be a mess upper. Uh, I want to say fuck up, but I don't. Well, I said it anyway now. But uh, I was trying to not say that. Um, then you have to focus on you know, which is so much to focus on as a kid. And then you're thinking like, oh my gosh, what is going on with the world? Are we safe? Because there are terrorists out here and there's a lot going on. And then Aaliyah's just in the middle of all that with her passing and, you know, so it was a lot. Um, Specifically about the album now, the Aaliyah album, I'm glad I listened to the whole thing because once I finally listened to it, it all made sense. And it, and it's very cohesive. 
to me for her and I love the sound of the record it was very chill but at the same time it was very like alternative sounding R&B that's how I describe it it was very alternative sounding chilled out vibey R&B at the same time and she played with elements of rock and um new textures that she never played with before that were more softer and not as hip-hop edged but more of a you know groove feel you know and she always had groove feel type sounding music but it was it was this is more soft on the softer side of that than the more harder edged hip-hop influence side of the groove sound if that makes sense and so I really loved how she her and company turned out that album and then her voice was very complimented with the production as well and I love how she sounded on every song it wasn't the same like she really improved on how she used her voice to me because I felt like her previous albums she had moments where you know she would do different things with her voice but I feel like on this album, her voice was really... She showed more of her range to me. I, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And my favorite song on this album, however... Because as much as I love all the songs... My favorite song, for some reason, was Extra Smooth. I don't know why. I still don't know why. Because it's, it's a fun song. But it's... I, I want to say it's the best song on the album. But to me, it's my favorite song on the album. Um, I just love the lyrics. And I love the melody. I like the dun dun dun. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But, uh, you know, if you know. And uh, I really just like that song a lot. And I also love I Can Be. Uh, yeah, so those are my two favorite songs on that album. When I was shocked when Aaliyah came out. Because it didn't go... Like, to me, Aaliyah was one of those artists in R&B, especially female artists, who were alongside Brandy and Monica as being the girls in the R&B game who were doing it, you know? Like, no one was doing it like the three of them. And Aaliyah, they all stood out. They all had their own identity, of course. But Aaliyah, to me, always felt like she was the most unique because she stood out the most to me. It was because she had this cool allureness about her that she seemed very um, attainable and unattainable at the same time. And she had this mysterious appeal when you seen her. And she always wore glasses. So it always added to that appeal. Sunglasses. She always wore those and it added to that appeal. And her style was very, you know, B-girlish and, you know little aspects of tomboyishness in there tomboyishness in there tongue twister and so it always felt like she stood out for that because of that you know she was never always trying to be not that Monica and Brandy were trying to be like the pretty girls but like Aaliyah never was trying to be too I guess scantily clad like she never really dressed the way we thought girls should dress and that didn't start happening until she got a little older and started leaning into more her feminine side and more of her sensual side later in her career 
But when she was in the middle of her second album, that whole era, that's what made her, well, her first album, too. But she still was able to keep that mysterious and that mystique about her, even through this album, I find. Now that I look back, without her having to wear the glasses and the baggy clothes, she still had that mystique about her. Yeah. <laughs> and she uh, had completed the filming of Queen of the Damned, so her movie star was rising too. Um, just so crazy. She had a role in The Matrix she was going to do, and people were saying now that she was going to be bigger than a singer. She was going to be a you know, bigger movie actress than a singer. And you know what? I think she would have handled both of those roles perfectly. I don't think... I mean, movie stardom probably would have taken her further. Oh, but music was not going anywhere. Leah was never going to stop making music. Even if it wasn't as big as her film career, her music was going to always, I think, in her heart come first. No matter what else she wanted to do, I think her first love was always going to be music. And so I'm really curious as to what she would have done, you know, after the Leah album. And, you know, one other thing is that I don't think we would have heard another album from her for, like, a few years. She seemed to really take her time between records. And so I think that would have still been the case. We would have probably not have had another Leah album until, like, 2004 or something, or 2005. And, oh, my gosh, just imagine. All that came out during that year, 2005, 2004, with the likes of Ashanti and Destiny Child came back, and we had Reggie Black with the breakthrough, and Ashanti was still doing her thing. I already said her, didn't I? Maya came back. Um, you had a lot. Aaliyah would have fit right in to that whole scene. Yeah. Janet had, was still out and just had released to me to Joe. So maybe they would have finally been able to do a collab together. When the album came out, um, it debuted pretty high on the Hot 100 chart and the R&B charts. Um, I don't know why I thought it debuted lower when it came out. But yeah, it debuted high on those charts and you know, it debuted all over the world, actually. So it was a bigger hit than I anticipated. I think the, what I thought was low was the actual song, um, We Need Revolution. I think I expected that song to be bigger than it was. And so I was kind of disappointed when that song wasn't as big. Now... It's since been uh, critically praised and on a bunch of lists and stuff. And it was more of a success uh, overseas and internationally than it was um, stateside. But the album itself, you know, when it came out, did pretty well. Um, Yeah, so. And the next thing after that was, of course, Rock the Boat. Um, and Rock the Boat. Don't remember exactly how that did. But yeah, it also charted um, 
well, on the R&B chart, it charted, um, I think, fairly better than uh, its previous single. Yeah, because We Need a Resolution, when it debuted, or when it charted, it was only like 59 on the Hot 100, and then on the R&B chart, it was 15. And that, to me, is not what an Aaliyah song is supposed to do. Even though the song charted worldwide, yeah, she had... For some reason, I feel like she had um more international appeal than her counterparts. Yeah, because that song had a lot of charts worldwide. Um, but like I said, the album did what it's supposed to do on the charts, you know, here stateside. And since it's been, you know, regarded as a classic and a template for a lot of new artists to look up to. And, you know, it's got a lasting legacy and influence, basically. And even then, uh, critics praised it for its sound and how innovative they thought it was for her and how it was very mature and a little, um, uh, what's the word? A little more adult and sensual, you know, and that artistically it was a good step for her. So, yeah, it was always... Uh, praise critically you know I just think like it took more time for it to have the impact that it has now you know what I'm saying and then after that um, let me make sure I'm right with the single because we had We Knew Revolution and then if I recall right it was uh, the second single from the album and it was before you know, a month before she passed. Uh, and that song, well, it stayed on the chart for a long time. And it was a Grammy nominee. Uh, that song was a little higher on the Hot 100, like I thought it was. But it sounded nothing like her. Oh, this is not an Aaliyah song when I first heard it. Like, really? This is Aaliyah? But yeah, baby, it was. It is, it was, it will be. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we had, uh, I believe, I Care For You was the next single. Oh, no, I Care For You, I think, was the last single. More Than A Woman was the next single. And uh, I don't remember what that song did. But like I said before, it ended up being my favorite Aaliyah song, just in general. Um, Yeah, it came out later that year as well. And I don't know how that did. I think it kind of did moderate. It did okay. This, the thing is, is that she had already performed that song before it was even out as a single. So, which was weird. She performed it on Tonight Show with Jay Leno and Regis and Kelly. So, she that song was already kind of known before it was even a single. Which is uh, funny. She performed it before, like, I think those... A couple of weeks after her album came out, she performed that song with, like, I think, We Need Resolution or something like that. And then, so people already knew that song, I think. And that song was also nominated for a Grammy. But yeah, I think I Care For You was the last song on the album. Uh, no, I Care For You, I think that wasn't even a single. Uh, that wasn't even a single. But it was on radio. So, yeah, it was a, 
it was a, a quiet storm hit, as they say, a song that's popular but not really released as a single. Because after that, her first official single, I believe, oh goodness, um, it wasn't. A, I care for you, wasn't a single, in terms of being a single from the Aaliyah album. But I believe it was a single on the compilation of the I Miss You, I mean, the I Miss You, the I Care For You album, which was like a compilation album. Yes, they made it a single on that album. So that's where that comes from. I'm going off memory, so bear with me. But yeah. Plus, no one can explain this and do it like I do. You want contrite and you want factual without, you know, bumbling mistakes, then go somewhere else. I'm doing this from the heart, damn it. But anyway, yeah. So I Care For You was a single from I Care For You, the album. I Miss You was her next official single, followed by I Care For You. And then after I Care For You, you know, after that, I stopped because this is getting into another territory. But yeah, I care for you on the Elite album, but it was released as a single a couple years later. And so that is the album. And it's a lasting impact. Finally, Blackground Records got their stuff together and released the album on streaming this year, which was a good surprise. A lot of Blackground Records uh, artists and their subsequent album releases on that, you know, damn record label, have finally got the streaming service treatment. A lot of Tank records, a lot of JoJo records, Tony Braxton's Libra album. So, yeah, and Leah included. Her first, no, no, not her first two, her last two albums. And then, you know, her songs from Romeo Must Die as well. So, before I go and wrap this up, I just want to say that this album for me brought back a lot of memories of me listening to it in my room. I listened to it again recently after having not listened to it for a few years because I had the CD, but I don't really have a CD player anymore because, you know, everything is streaming now. But I still have a lot of CDs. And so I haven't listened to the album whole in maybe a handful of years. And once it was released on Spotify, I listened to it straight through. And I realized that I really, I thought I didn't know every song. Because when I was younger and listened to this album, I used to skip a few songs just to hear my favorite song. Or just to hit Extra Smooth, because that was my favorite song. So I thought I didn't really know all the songs anymore. And I listened to it the other day, straight through, and realized, oh my goodness, I have a memory attached to every single song on this album. And it's crazy. That it sort of just woke up memories that I had in my head that I didn't realize, and I started singing along to every word, like every word to every song. I mean, and I realized, yeah, I'm more familiar with this album than I thought. I just played it straight through, and I was like, oh my goodness, yes, this song, yes, this song. Like, it was songs that I thought I'd forgotten about, and I really, they like, they like, you know knocked my brain upside its head and said, yeah, you remember this, you remember this, you know this. And so, yeah, I don't think there are any skips on this album at all. Mm-hmm. Even if I used to skip songs, there are no skips on this album. 
So go and listen to it if you haven't already. Introduce yourself to Aaliyah. Well, you can start with this album, but I'm like a, I'm like OCD in this way. I have to start from the beginning. So if I were listening to Aaliyah from the first time, I would start from her first album. But then, you know, if you just want to hear certain songs or certain, uh, I don't know, a certain album from her, then you can start with this one. But I will start from the beginning if you want to know everything there is. If you want to hear all her songs, start from her first album. And then don't forget the in-between songs. Because some of Leah's best songs are the songs on soundtracks. Like I Don't Wanna, Are You That Somebody, Try Again. Those are her, some of her best songs right there. So don't forget those either. Um, And I'm going to leave you with that. And I think Aaliyah's music will be around for a very long time. Yeah. It's it's timeless. It will be timeless. And it's classic already, I feel. And she really did her thing when she was here. And she's inspired a lot of other girls and a lot of other female artists. Uh, a lot of artists, period. She's inspired. And so there's that. 20 years. I can't believe it's been that long already. Can't believe it's been that long already. 2001 was that long? Yeah. It does not feel like it whatsoever, though. Okay. Well, with that being said, I'm going to leave you guys. And I implore you to take care of yourselves. Like I said before, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And I will hear you later.